You are listening to Farsight Reads, showcasing the best articles from Farsight, the Copenhagen Institute for Future Studies quarterly print publication. To ensure you never miss an issue, consider subscribing to Farsight by becoming a Futures member at the Institute. Follow the link in the show notes to learn more. In the early days of future studies, the success of this sprawling but not yet established academic field depended on forceful ideas put forward by eccentric personalities. One of the greatest of them all was Hermann Kahn. Few remember him today, but in the 1960s and 70s, he was a household name. Hermann Kahn was, in his own words, a one-man think tank. He was a mumbling, fast talker and prolific writer, known for giving 12-hour marathon lectures. His theories contributed heavily to the development of the nuclear strategy of the United States during the Cold War, and he also helped to cement the status of future studies as a practically applicable field that could be used in strategic planning by governments and organizations. Like many big personalities of the past, Khan is not easily pinned down. He was a futurist, meticulous analyst, scenario planner and military strategist, but he was also a wildly eccentric character whom one journalist at the time described as having a thoroughly avant-garde sensibility. Authors who have written biographies of Khan are unsure whether to treat him as an intellectual or an artist due to his unconventional style of thinking and adventurous approach to anything he engaged in. Khan began his rise to fame and notoriety when he joined the RAND Corporation, the research arm of the US Air Force in 1947. Although he made his career in planning and military strategy and war games, he was not a soldier. The nuclear age called for theory over experience, since the kind of war that was anticipated had never been fought before. Nuclear preparedness was the realm of the mathematicians and theorists, not generals. Khan, with his willingness to think through the nasty and uncomfortable questions that the prospects of total war in the nuclear age called for, fitted the role perfectly. In 1961, he continued his quest to improve long-term preparedness when he founded the Hudson Institute, a think tank which became recognized and renowned for using scenario planning to forecast future trends and developments. It was during his time at the Hudson Institute that Kahn developed his most influential ideas and published his most widely read books. Hermann Kahn had his fair share of critics. His detractors saw him as a cynical, cold warrior, and a cursory reading of his most famous book, On Thermonuclear War, shows you why. The book, published a year before the Cold War almost turned hot during the Cuban Missile Crisis, was less concerned with how to prevent the mutually assured destruction of an atomic war fought between the United States and the Soviet Union, and more concerned with how such a war might progress, and what survival would look like in the aftermath. In the book, Khan constructed a series of hypothetical war scenarios, which included assessments of casualties, as well as descriptions of how ordinary people would live and rebuild civilization in the wake of its destruction. The book contains some darkly fascinating passages that only the mind of Khan could have thought of. In the event of a scenario that made food rationing necessary due to radiation, 
Khan proposed a system for labeling food based on how contaminated it was and feeding the contaminated food to the elderly, who would die before they got cancer anyway, so that the young could go on to live healthier and less irradiated lives. Khan, who spent many of his waking hours calculating world-ending scenarios with astronomical death tolls, invented a new metric for this particular purpose, the megadeath, equaling one million human deaths. In all probability, no one asked him to think these kinds of thoughts and put them on paper, but he did. Khan's cynically realistic vision of post-nuclear futures was the reason he became one of the main sources of inspiration for Stanley Kubrick's enthusiastically psychopathic Dr. Strangelove, the ex-Nazi scientist who relishes the idea of an all-out nuclear exchange with the Russians. In one scene in the movie of the same name, in which a so-called doomsday machine is being discussed, a kind of global suicide device activated in the event of a nuclear war, Dr. Strangelove refers to a report by the Bland Corporation, an obvious parody of Rand and a jab at the class of military planners and theorists of which Khan was in the forefront. Evidently, Stanley Kubrick was not a fan. However, other contemporaries had a different and more sympathetic understanding of Khan and his worldview, even individuals far removed from the world of geopolitics and military planning. The psychologist and LSD guru Timothy Leary speculated that Khan's openness towards pondering the gruesome potentialities of the nuclear age was a result of him having participated in LSD sessions that expanded his mind and gave him the courage to be the proponent of unthinkable thoughts. As one reviewer remarked following the publication of On Thermonuclear War, Khan set himself apart from his intellectual peers through his willingness to think beyond the so-called strategy of deterrence, which rested on the premise that nuclear war could be avoided if you had enough weapons in your arsenal to scare off your opponent. If we discount the influence of psychoactive drugs, perhaps Khan's willingness to engage with these undesirable but possible futures stemmed from his conviction that nuclear war, for all the tragedy that it would bring, would not necessarily prevent survivors from leading happy and normal lives in the aftermath. Luckily for us all, none of the scenarios Khan dedicated much of his life to thinking through ever materialised. While global nuclear war is obviously still a threat to civilization, it is nowhere near the level of existential risk that it was in Herman Khan's time. As a result, many of his thoughts and ideas seem very much of their time and have little to offer us today, perhaps. That said, one central aspect of Herman Kahn's legacy has maintained its relevance. He did not believe we could predict the future, but he certainly believed we could plan for it better given the right tools. Futurists working today owe a great deal to his development of scenario planning as a viable and widely recognized method for anticipating alternative futures and planning strategies around them. More generally, Khan dared us to think the unthinkable and to open our minds to all potentialities and timelines, including the ones that are almost too grim to contemplate.